Welcome back to Women Living Courageously. I'm Melanie Red, your host, and I am so honored and blessed that you have chosen to listen today. My prayer is that you will be greatly encouraged and offered so much hope. And today I have a very special treat for you. I'm sharing a devotional that features a few wise tidbits from one of my very favorite messages from Pastor Adrian Rogers. I heard him preach this message in person and have read these words over and over in my Adrian Rogers Legacy Bible. You can discover more about this Bible in the show notes today if you're interested. So let's get into the devotional. Let me ask you, do things ever seem dark to you? Do you find that you're in the middle of a dark season right now? Pastor Rogers once said, you're either going into a dark season in the middle of one or just coming out on the other side of a dark season. We can endure almost anything if we know why it's happening, but we don't always get the luxury of knowing why. There are so many questions that we face from time to time. For example, they can be questions like, when will I get to take a break or a vacation? Why did I lose my job? Why didn't I get that job? Why are my friends leaving me out? Why can't I seem to beat this temptation? Why won't my children or my grandchildren talk to me? How am I going to pay these bills? Why do I feel so sad or overwhelmed or anxious? Or sometimes they can be life-altering and heart-wrenching things like, why is the bottom falling out in my life? Why did my husband or wife leave me? How am I going to press on? Why did my baby die? Why is my child or my grandchild so far away from the Lord? Why can't I ever seem to get pregnant? Or will I ever beat this cancer? Often things hit us and we just don't know why. So we listen to sermons and study our Bible study guides, and we learn our little formulas and write down our promises, and we think we have it all figured out. Just when we have puzzled through, we plunge into deeper perplexity and despair. That's where Isaiah 50.10 comes in. It starts as you would expect, and then it takes a surprising turn. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Now, wouldn't you think that someone who obeys and fears the Lord will be walking in light? But that's the surprise. Faithful people must sometimes walk in darkness. Let me say that one again. Faithful people must sometimes walk in darkness. I believe there's a discipline of darkness. So let me give you some truths that I've observed. There are five, and these are from Pastor Adrian Rogers. First, those of greatest devotion may know the deepest darkness. There seems to be a distorted idea that if you become a Christian, it will all be joy, light, sweetness, and roses through your life. But it generally doesn't happen that way. Countless saints fear God and obey God and still walk in darkness. This was true of great Bible saints like Job, Habakkuk the prophet, John the Baptist, and the Apostle Paul. And I'll bet if you think of those people that you respect most in the faith, you think of people who have been through incredible darkness in their lives. One of the sweetest women that I've ever known was a lady named Mrs. Greer. Mrs. Greer was a prayer warrior. She had the most incredibly joy-filled countenance I've ever seen. She was faithful in church and in teaching the Bible, but she had lived a very hard life. At some point, her husband had walked out on her and her two children. At another point, she suffered an illness which caused her to walk with a walker and move very slowly. And yet, this woman exuded life, energy, passion, and the joy of the Lord. Her dark seasons pushed her to love Jesus more. 
And God didn't spare her from going through pain. In fact, he used the pain to make her who she was. Here's the truth. Those of greatest devotion to God may know the deepest darkness of all. So let's consider another truth. Number two from Pastor Rogers, faith born in the light is often developed in the dark. When have you grown the most spiritually? Wasn't it during immense difficulty and despair and heartache and tears? God develops your faith when you look to him and lean on him. Faith develops in the dark when you learn to live by God's promises, not his explanations. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that I turn to Jesus more when it's dark than I do when things are going well. When I need Jesus most, I get desperate for him. Maybe you've had the same experience. My faith never grows more and develops more than when I go through a deep and a dark season. It's like we really meet Jesus in the darkness. One of my sweet friends, who I'll call Anne, went through a horrific season in her marriage. As a young mom and happily married wife, Anne found out that her minister husband had been having an affair behind her back. When the affair was discovered, her minister husband lost his job, but he begged her to stay with him. She chose to stay with her husband and had to go through the years of repair and restoration that had to take place. It took her a long time to both forgive and to trust him again, but she and her children and her husband were able to stay together to repair the relationship and to move forward. Anne shared with me that there were about five years that were absolute darkness for her. In her darkness, she reached out to another woman who had lived with an unfaithful husband. The woman taught her to get on her face literally with her Bible open and cry out to Jesus. Day after day, week after week, year after year, she did this. She shared that in the darkness and in the crying out, she met Jesus like she never had before. Although she would have never chosen to live through all that she lived through, in her deep woundedness, she came to know Jesus sweetly and more personally than she ever had before. Perhaps you're in a dark valley today. Could it be that this is your chance to let God develop your faith and to find Jesus like you never have before in your life? Press in close to him and find him to be amazing and sweet. We see that faith born in the light is often developed in the darkness. And here's a third thing that we can learn from the darkness. Some things are seen in the dark that cannot be seen in the light. You understand this. You see stars at night that you wouldn't even notice in the day. When the darkness comes, we have the chance to observe, ponder, think, reflect, and see truth we never would have noticed when our lives are good. So can I encourage you today? Get out your pen and your journal and your notebook and start taking notes. You're going to find such nuggets and gems in these dark places of your life. Do not waste this season. (laughs) I know it's hard, but also know you are mining for gold right now. Can I tell you that some of the most impactful and incredible words that I have ever written have come during dark times, not from the happy fun times, but from the dark seasons. So I encourage you, take great notes because God is going to use something that you learn and glean and discover in this season for whatever is coming next in your life. Listen, some things are seen in the dark that cannot be seen in the light. Here's a fourth truth. It is better for you to lean on God in the darkness than stand in man-made light. This is so challenging. Isaiah 50:11 warns us that those who kindle a fire to light their darkness 
will lie down in sorrow. If you fear and obey God and darkness overtakes you, the darkness has been ordained by God. Did you catch that? (laughs) It's like a giant colander. God very carefully strains through his colander or his strainer those things he will allow into our lives. If he lets it through, it has purpose, but it has to go through him. So let me encourage you with this today. If it goes through him and gets to you, it has purpose. Here's the hard part, especially for us as women. If we sin and struggle against his plan, the light we find will be feeble and false. In other words, when we light our own fire, it will not be a good thing. When we solve our own problems, we often regret the solutions we come up with. In fact, we make it worse, don't we? Can I tell on myself? I mean, we all like it when we tell on ourselves or someone else does. Several years ago, we were struggling financially. Both kids were in college and tuition was expensive, and we were trying to figure out how to pay the bills. Randy and I were both in full-time ministry, and God had always provided for us. But one day, I got a phone call, and it was an offer to make a whole lot of money. It just seemed too good to pass up, so I jumped. I left the ministry, and honestly, I chose to do this other job because of the money. I can tell you I prayed about it. I did. (laughs) But no matter what anyone said, I was going to take that job. But deep down, there was this still nagging, this doubt in the back of my mind that I didn't let stop me. And I want to tell you, I spent one year in torment. (laughs) Honestly, it was one of the most depressing, discouraging, and disheartening years of my entire adult life. It was horrible. Why was it so bad? Because I didn't wait on God to light my fire. I didn't wait on him to provide financially. I jumped out on my own and I lit my own fire. And like Isaiah 50, 11 says, I fell down in great torment. Or another translation says it this way, you will lie down in sorrow. I can tell you that I drove to work in tears and I drove home in tears for almost a year. And when God finally gave me the opportunity to move on, oh, there was such relief and peace. And it was in that moment I decided I would rather eat crackers and peanut butter and clip coupons and struggle financially than ever try to light my own fire again. So what about you? Are you tempted to light your own fire today? Are you tempted to jump in and help God? Are you growing weary waiting for him to light the fire and lift the darkness? Can I encourage you from experience? Don't do it. (laughs) Don't try to light your own fire. Wait for the Lord. The truth is, It is better for you to lean on God in the darkness than to stand in man-made light. Now, let me give you one more truth about the darkness, and this is also from Pastor Rogers, and I love this. This is the positive. If your sun has set, it will rise again. You may lie down and wet your pillow with tears, but friend, there's better time coming. One day, God will pull back the shades of night and pin them with the star. He will open the door in the morning and flood your world with the sunshine of his love and his light. You can trust the name of the Lord and rely on your God. He will take care of you. One of my favorite stories illustrating this is about a young couple in Atlanta that we knew. We met them at a church where we were serving while we were living in the area. And this couple had two young children. And the mom decided she would quit her full-time job to stay home and take care of the kids. They were going to live on the husband's salary until two weeks later, he lost his job. Within two weeks, they went from a two-income family to a no-income family. They had a beautiful home in the suburbs of Atlanta and a lot of bills to pay. 
Things got dark for this young couple very quickly. But someone let us know there was a need, and we shared it with our Bible study class. And one Sunday, we actually passed around a basket and collected cash. We said, no checks, just put your cash in the basket. And we had a rather large class. And when the cash got to me, it was an unusual total. I remember adding it up to this day. It was $357. Someone asked if we should round the number up to 360 or 375 or 400 but we decided to leave it exactly at that amount of money. I can't explain it to you, but in that moment, I knew we needed to leave it at 357 So that next day, we took an envelope, put the cash in there, and put it in the couple's mailbox. And then we called to let them know there was money in their mailbox. And for a few days, we heard nothing. It was absolute silence. But then I got a phone call and heard the sweetest story. That young mom had a light gas and water bill that she couldn't pay. And in her despair and in the darkness, she got on her knees on her linoleum floor and asked God to pay the bill on the day that she prayed, we put the envelope of cash in her mailbox. Would you like to know how much that light gas and water bill was? It was $357. That sweet mom did not light her own fire. She prayed instead, and God lit the fire. He can light the fire every single time. Friend, he can light the fire in your life today. Will you let him? Be reminded and encouraged of these truths. Those of greatest devotion may have the deepest darkness. Faith born in the light is often developed in the dark. Some things are seen in the dark that cannot be seen in the light. It is better for you to lean on God in the darkness than to stand in your own man-made light. If your sun is set, it will rise again. I'm so thankful that Pastor Adrian Rogers always shared the truth and the hope of God's word. These words have encouraged my heart, and I pray they will encourage yours as well. As we go today, can I ask a special favor? We are just getting started around here on the Women Living Courageously podcast. In fact, we still feel brand new. Would you help us to expand the ministry and share the hope by letting someone else know about the podcast? Send it to someone today. Share the link, screenshot it, and share it on your social media. Send it to a friend. Tell someone you work with about how God has spoken to your heart. It would mean so much to us. And also let us hear from you. My email address is in the show notes, but you can email me at mred at lwf.org. I would love to hear what God is doing in your life, how he's growing your faith and working in your midst. I'd also love to know what you've learned in the darkness. Listen, no matter if you are walking in sunshine or shade or rain or darkness today, remember, we are ordinary women who serve an extraordinary God, and he is always faithful.